Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence From Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lehman, mind-body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode number 84 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And today we're going to be talking about hunger. And I'm in hunger, literally, as in hunger for food and metaphorically in the sense of hunger for achieving your dreams and, you know, getting the goals that you want accomplished. And I'm going to start with actual physiological hunger um, because I think I, I want to show you the progression of how the two worlds relate. And hopefully this will be a very important perspective shift if you are somebody that either struggles with your weight or you're somebody that just feels you're not in control of your health the way that you would like to be and you want to change that, okay? Everything we're going to be talking about has nothing to do with pushing and forcing, depriving. But on the contrary, this whole perspective shift that I'm providing you with today has everything to do with the opposite of it, which is alignment, acknowledging how you feel and actually untangling some of these emotions that may, you know, potentially in the past been a little bit confused for you. So you're not able to powerfully use them to your benefit. So that is my intention for what we're going to be talking about today. And the very first concept, I'm going to jump right in. The very first concept that I really want you to take away from this conversation today is to trust yourself. I think that is probably one of the harder things for people to do, especially women. We think we do, but we don't really trust ourselves deeply to know that no matter what choice you make, it is always the best choice you could do at that moment, that the choices you make have nothing to do with or say nothing about how worthy you are because you're always 100% worthy. And trust is one of those interesting things. It's very nuanced, a little bit intangible, but I wanted to think of trust in the context of eating that your body always knows best. The intelligence you have inside every tiny little cell in your body and you have a gazillion of them, as you may know, every single one of those cells have that innate intelligence. What we're looking for to do today, what most people are lacking is actually the clarity. So you can, of all these concepts, so you can go from blaming yourself for making what quotations, poor food choices to actually feeling empowered about how to use this innate intelligence that you have to your benefit, to your advantage, okay? So the place that I wanted to start is trusting yourselves, even if you don't just, yeah, but that is the invitation that I have for you. Knowing your body knows best, your body got your back. Your body's always trying to make you feel better. That's one of the bigger things that we're gonna uncover today. And in a way, if you spend most of your time not feeling your best, 
it is no surprise that your body is going to continue to try many ways and cravings and foods and drinks is one of the ways that most people use to self-regulate how they feel. So if all we do is attack the food and this food is good, this food is bad and don't eat this, don't eat that without the mindset work that it takes to actually work on the foundation, the emotional root cause of why we feel those urges in the first place. You're just going to be going on, you know, circles. And that's a lot of times what happens with yo-yo dieters, right? That they address the food piece, which is very external, but they don't address the deep inner root cause, leaving them in this sort of continuous spiral. But I digress. So the first thing that I want us to talk about, and I done another episode about this. So it, I'm going to give you like, um, sort of like summary, uh, but if you want more information, Go listen to episode 62 after this one. But it's basically an episode I talk about why do we make the choices we make? And I think if you haven't, or even if you did, it may be a time to re-listen to that one because it is a great understanding of behind the scenes, what are those like mechanisms, mechanisms that make us make choices. But what I want you to know as a quick summary here is that When we spent our entire day or a very large part of our day doing something that we really dislike, let's call it unfulfilled, you know, doing things for other people or duties or have tos or must, things that don't inspire us at all, we become more irritable, we become more distracted we procrastinate, we get forgetful. Those are not coincidences. But one of the things that also happens is that we get snacky. You know, can you relate to this? <laughs> you know, we feel like, oh, I just want to chew on something or you just want to food even become a distraction sometimes. And I'll give you a specific example. So this last weekend, my husband and I are, you know, doing some you know, work together, working on finances and going through spreadsheets and trying to automate some processes. And, you know, it is looking through data and trying to find things and neither of us really wanted to do that. And we're doing it because the deadline is coming, but it's something that is not very high in either of our priority lists. So what happens is that we spent Sunday doing that. So we were feeling a little, you know, snappy and, you know, the energy was low, like he wasn't a great vibe because we spent a couple of hours, only a couple of hours, mind you, but a couple of hours dedicating our time collectively to something that neither of us wanted to do, right? But perceived we had to do it. So if you bring this to your everyday life, so through, I don't know, your career or duties with your family or whatever you perceive that is depleting you, and you do this day in, day out, day in, day out, you're just accumulating this enormous void of unfulfillment that has to be filled somehow. And a lot of times that especially, especially when you come home, if that is your case, late at night, and then you have this you know, limited amount of time late at night after dinner when people like kids or family go to bed or you stop working, that little me time, that little time that we decide to be the rebel that we are deep inside of all of us. There's a little one there, some people bigger than others. And that is often what comes out that the need of me time or doing something for self, even though it's not necessarily a very productive thing you're doing for yourself, it's still the body's true perceives you're doing something. 
And the other thing that's interesting is that depending on what types of foods or drinks you're using to fulfill that void, say in this example, late at night, it's either something that you're specifically seeking. Let's just say a lot of people say, oh, salty potato chips, right? So you're actually specifically seeking to feel a very specific emotion that feels better than your current state of void and unfulfillment. Or some people are maybe not as specific. They're just going to like, I just want anything. It could be food. It could be drinks. It could be shopping. It could be like online shopping, or it could just be binge watching TV or a movie, whatever, like a distraction because you're trying to escape feeling that feeling. Either way, either seeking or trying to escape, your body is working with you to help you feel better because the unfulfillment that dissatisfaction with whatever current situation that, you know, because of the choices we made, like I said, like early on in the day or that weekend or whatever it is for you are creating such a big hole, such a big gap, such a big void that your body is trying to fulfill and food, drinks, and the other things I just mentioned are, you know, for the most part accessible to most of us to use as a coping mechanism, right? But like I said, just removing the food is not going to work. Ba- blaming the body for trying to help is not going to work, right? And sometimes that's exactly what happens and people get caught up into this self-blaming cycle that makes you feel even worse, creates even more of a void that needs to be even more fulfilled with food. And then it's used, food is used for comfort and punishment and it becomes this very complicated, tangled, you know, mess that takes a little bit of time to undo and to heal. Okay, so just quitting things won't work because one, we're not addressing why the feeling, the void is there in the first place. And two, until we, f- we replace, either we fulfill you so you don't have the void or we replace how we get the same feeling that is not food, drinks or something that you perceive as derailing your health or your diet or whatever it is you're trying to do, real change and real progress can be achieved, right? Because the the scales you has to balance, and I don't mean scale like that you weigh yourself. I mean like the balancing of the universe still has to happen there. So we need to either, you know, address the root cause of the problem or find a way to replace getting the same feeling through some other means that may be healthier for you or a combination of both. In some cases, it's both, right? But the truth is that the better you feel, the less of a gap we create, the less seeking of external ways to fulfill ourselves you will do. So it becomes easier with time. But at the beginning, it may be a little tricky, right? Like, especially if you're starting for like a very big gap that you spend most of your day unfulfilled and not doing things you love type of thing. I'll give an example for myself in my life. The way that I look at cravings now is very different than when I looked at it 10 years ago, no doubts. But the way that I look at it now is actually with appreciation as opposed to, you know, worrying or being upset about it, right? Oh, I should know better, whatever those shoulds are that we tell ourselves. For me, my cravings, because I've been doing this for so long, right? So it may not be something that like out of the gate, you're going to be able to quickly pinpoint, but for, and maybe you can, you never know. <laughs> but for me, after all this time working with this, teaching these principles, applying it in my own life, when a craving, specific craving comes up, or even just like one of those more generic, I just need something comes up. 
I know it is gold. It is information that I can use to go deeper in my own healing journey. So I pause and often I talk through with my husband, like he's a wonderful <laughs> sounding board that I, you know, talk to a lot of things because as I'm a verbal processor, you know, even part of why I love this podcast so much. And as I'm talking, I'm actually telling myself the things that I need to hear, which is wonderful. But anyways, but what happens is it is information. And what it tells me every time is that I am out of alignment with what is most important to me, what I call like your inner priorities, that really intrinsic value structure every person has, and it's different for everyone, okay? And what it means is that if I'm out of alignment with it, I'm spending my time and energy fulfilling things outside of it, which leaves me unfulfilled. And once you're unfulfilled, we look to fulfill it with other things. My cravings, for some bizarre reason, are not sugar cravings at all. And they're not salt cravings either, which is interesting because those are usually the two most common ones that I see. Like, I'm not craving salt. I'm not craving crunch. I'm not craving sugar. For me, my cravings are more like drinks, either a glass of wine or something like dairy-based, even if it's like a no sugar hot chocolate or something more like that. And, uh, you know, dairy does not agree with my body. You know, I I tried and, you know, I'm not anti-dairy, like even in my work and my program, like if it can tolerate and handle, that's great. But it is such a specific craving that I have when I feel out of alignment. So I did a lot of work on this on myself, trying to understand. And the two things that I think I got out of this is that possibly the reason why that is my craving is that you can drink something so much faster than you can eat it, right? If you have to chew it, (laughs) swallow it, you just like drink it. So I wonder if the the vehicle of my craving being liquid, it's something that, you know, because I can drink things really fast if I'm not paying attention. I wonder if it's like that instinct of quick reward and just very fast go and shift how I feel. I do wonder if that may be why the liquids. But the other side too, I wonder for the dairy beast, it was something that until, I don't know the specific age, but until my teenage years, That is how growing up in Brazil, we woke up every single morning with my parents bringing us a hot cup of hot chocolate, right? And back then, yes, it was a sweet type, but anyways, um, but just this very hot, and I never liked milk. I only liked hot chocolates growing up. And I wonder if part of this craving is that sense of comfort of being taken care of, of having somebody look after my needs, uh, potentially is part of why these are the types of cravings I have when I feel unfulfilled, needing some self-love, self-care. But anyways, this is just my example of some of the deep diving that i done. But of course, for you, write down what your go-to, either one or many, specific cravings are. Is it specific, meaning are you seeking a feeling, like potentially I am when I'm seeking that comfort of childhood? Or is it non-specific? It is just something to distract you and help you escape from what you're feeling, right? Even if the craving isn't food, it could be even like I said, shopping or binge watching TV or scrolling through social media, whatever that is for you. Something that numbs you and just makes you feel less attentive to how you feel if it's not, if you're not feeling so good. Write them down. 
And then ask yourself, like, what does this mean? Like, what is the story here? What am I trying to feel or what am I trying to avoid? Because the more you uncover those details, the easier it becomes to eventually actually get into the root cause and making some real permanent changes in your life. And yes, things will come and go. But like for myself, the cravings still arise all these years later, but they're very far in between. And when they do, I'm able to shift through them so much faster and 99% of the time not succumb to them because I have tools. I have other ways, other strategies to deal with them. So I don't have to go into this deep spiral to actually get the emotional feeling that I'm seeking. I have a lot of tools. And if this is something that you're interested in, that it resonates with you, this is very specifically the mindset work I teach in my program, The Way to Release Shift. We look at all these aspects of mindset that leads to the specific things we're talking about to uncover yours. Then we'll see how does that impact your hormones and food that you put in your body so you can actually you know, go back to feeling in control of your health and your weight as you age. And everything is designed specifically for women in midlife because our bodies change. And there's so much that I want to equip women with so we can age feeling powerful, empowered, and in control as opposed to worried or just feeling lost in terms of even how to do, what to do for your health, okay? So if this is something that resonates with you, I offer you a complimentary release epiphany session. And what that session does, basically we talk through your very specific set of circumstances. Me and my team are trained to ask you very specific questions so that we can help you start to uncover what is for you this very big domino piece, this real root cause that's leading to all this trial and error and not getting the results you seek because it's there. We can find it. And once you find it, even if you choose not to work with us further, even just that session is such a gift, such a blessing, because once you find it, once you have the clarity of what the problem is, which mind you, it's often not what we think it is when we start the process, no matter what it is we're trying to do. But once we properly identify it, it is so much easier to actually solve it. It is so much easier to make positive changes there. So if you're interested to book this call, all you have to do is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash call. And I'm also putting the the link in the show notes if you just want to go down and below this episode and click it. But so let me go back here for a second. So I told you about, you know, my specific cravings and what I believe normally what I'm seeking is comfort and me time if I feel I'm very depleted. Now, the final layer to this that I want you to contemplate, okay, is that why do you feel unfulfilled, right? I think that is a very important question because a lot of times when people talk about, oh, work-life balance and stuff and say this many hours of work, this many hours of play, I actually don't believe in that at all. At least it has never been true for me. I probably work longer hours than the average person. I I know I do. And for me, there's not much difference between weekdays and weekends, even though weekends I like to do more work on myself and the business. And during the week, I do more outside client services work. work. That's the only difference. 
but I look at every day as this beautiful canva to just just be me. And that is a huge part of what I do. It is such a motivation for me to get out of bed and just conquer the day, right? Because I'm doing something that I love so much that I'm so passionate about. But what happens is like very much like I said, my example, if I spend my Sunday looking at, you know, tax stuff and financial spreadsheets and things that I don't necessarily love in the context of everything else that I do, I also feel snacky, I feel procrastinating, I feel depleted and all those things, right? So no matter how much of a master of your life you are, we all end up doing things unless you are, you know, completely aware of all those things. That's amazing if you are. But most of us have those pockets of time, either hours or most of our days that we are giving our time in a way that is misaligned with who we are, misaligned with our true why for existing, misaligned with our inner priorities. And that is the only reason why we feel empty, we feel unfulfilled, we feel the void, the gap depleted. It is only because of the misalignment between the tasks you're doing and what you were born to do, what you wish to do, what you would love to do. It's not how many hours you spend. So when people complain that they don't have enough time, okay, so that perception of lack of time or that perception of overwhelm and that you're not, you know, necessarily, you know, you don't have the luxury like other people do to spend all day doing what you want is very much what we're talking about here, that it is that misalignment between what you do or perceive you have to do versus what you feel like you're born to. And sometimes people don't even know with clarity what that why is and what their priorities are. That is why that is exactly where I start the work with the weight release shift program, because we need to be very clear about what is that fuel source that motivates you from within what I call your inner motivator so that you're not relying on everything outside. Because yeah, like the world and stressors, they're out there to deplete our buckets, right? But if your source of fulfillment is internal, nothing, no matter the set of circumstances, nothing can shift that integral strength inside of you, okay? So I always like to ask, if you feel unfulfilled and giving too much of your time in things you don't want to do, I want you to identify those two things. Like what is the true why that you're misaligned from and what are those priorities? And the final step of this is how can you get back to balance, right? So for example, looking forward in my financial tax spreadsheet example, my husband and I talked about that for the next fiscal year, we are completely outsourcing that, say, to a professional bookkeeper, right? To do something that right now, because we're still building a lot of behind the scenes automations, we didn't know what we needed just yet to delegate. So we decided to do this one ourselves and just work with an accountant. But for the future, we're delegating all of it. So it's completely off both of our plates. I don't even have to think about it. I just have to be organized in what I do. And that's it, right? Which that I can do that I love to do. So this is an example of a physical delegation of a task. It could be very well, like, and this is a time to be creative. And I've talked about this before in the podcast. Like, for example, if you want to eat healthy and you hate cooking food, like you hate meal preparation and stuff, you know, chances are, if you're pushing yourself to do this every day 
and the family's not eating the same things as you are, it's not going to last long, right? Like it's not possible because you're just depleting yourself by doing the very thing that you want to accomplish. So there's a major goal conflict there. So I really help women in my work to deal with those goal conflicts. I have an actual blueprint that we go through in terms of very logically deciding, okay, if I have a goal conflict, we do this. But one of the things that I can share with you here as a tip is be creative. Is there a family member or a neighbor or a friend that, you know, loves to cook and you could have an arrangement that you just, you know, buy groceries, even like nowadays you can just order it online and they cook it for you for an exchange of money or time or services or babysit their kids or whatever it is. Be creative. Don't assume, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the resources. That is a very limited way to look at it. I wanted to look at it. What if everything was possible? How can I creatively solve this problem. So I'm not carrying that burden. I'm not carrying that conflict for long because it's derailing everything else. If it is something more permanent, for example, your job or your career, you know, potentially working with a career coach, you know, working with someone that can actually either help shift your perspective or maybe shift your career. But you spend way too many hours at work to be doing something that is unfulfilling to you, right? If you're retired and, you know, it's not so much the work you don't like, but you're just bored or there's nothing exciting to do, again, creativity, right? Looking for groups and communities, either in person or online. Now there's so much stuff available as long as you have internet connection, right? Connecting with people, getting inspired, learning your stories. You really enrich your life with beautiful, fulfilling things, so that you're filling the bucket of fulfillment up front. So at the end of the day, you're not running on empty, running on fumes, looking for food, drinks, treats, shopping, whatever it is for you to refill yourself, okay? This stuff works. I'm the living proof of it. And there's many women out there that I helped with this process that have mastered it. It may take a little bit of time, but don't get discouraged because once it clicks, you get it. And then you can very easily use your cravings like I do as golden nuggets of information to show you evidence that, okay, I'm out of alignment with my why and my inner priorities. Let's read them again. Let's remind ourselves of them again. Let's get back into alignment and eat to nourish your bodies rather than using food and drinks as coping mechanisms. So I hope this was helpful and enlightful. And again, if you want to talk about this specifically to your needs and try to uncover your pain points and hurdles that a lot of times it's harder to see when we are in the story, me and my team will be very happy to chat with you and offer you a complimentary release epiphany session. All you have to do to schedule yours is go to naturallyjoyous.ca slash call and you can pick a time there that works for you. I hope this was helpful and I will see you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy, and until next time.